0: it's time for your mind to scream less and for you to screw more. I'm Rachel Wright, a non-monogamous queer psychotherapist and your host. Hello my friends and welcome back to The Right Conversations. Today is a uh, very special episode and I say that not because, you know, I mean all the episodes are special let's be honest. Um, But today is actually very special because my guest is my mom. And if you have been following me on Instagram, you may have seen me tag that my mom has been working on a podcast called Loving Later Life. And I'll let her tell you about it. But I am so incredibly proud of everything that she's doing. And I think that if you are listening to this and you're like, wait, I'm not in later life. I'm going to skip this episode. I want to encourage you to listen. And I know that there will be things that you take away. And if you are in my age group, please forward this episode to your parent. I want to we all know if you are in my generation of folks, um a lot of our parents and even grandparents uh will sometimes listen to podcasts, but they often don't like stay active on podcasts podcast apps or like know how they all work. I mean, I still get confused with some of them so it really really is helpful to be like hey mom i heard this episode about this topic check out this thing um and pass it along so those are my two encouragements um and without any further ado welcome to the show mom hi hello honey good morning <laughs> good morning. afternoon to you <laughs> yeah yeah so okay Mom's name is Nancy. <laughs> Full name is Nancy Gibbs. I should probably say that Nancy and not Lane just call, Gibbs, right? Nancy Lane Gibbs. Yeah. Should not just call you mom the whole time because it's okay. I am your mom.
1: That's like, true. It's the best name I have. That's true.
0: So yeah, for those of you who are like, Wow, you share so much about yourself online. What would her parents think? Well, here <laughs> she is. You can ask her. Um, mom, will you introduce yourself and what you do and what the podcast is. And then we'll dive into some some topics. Certainly. Well, so Rachel just dropped
1: this on me about a minute ago that I'm going to be introducing myself. I was I was really looking forward to hear how my daughter would introduce me. Um, (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Yeah. So, boy, you know, talking
0: about yourself is always the hardest thing. Yeah, um, that's why. See, there's yeah. a method to my madness. I yes. think it's really important to be able to do this. So. See, I guess I raised you well. Hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. See, I'm
1: going to take all the credit. Yeah, <laughs> you can. It's okay.
0: <laughs> Just a little teeny eeny weeny bit of. I it. don't know if Dad listens to this, so you can probably take all the credit and may not get pushed back. You know? Awesome. Well, I only <laughs> speak the truth. Now we're going to have like 10 people find dad and send this and be like, you must listen to this, Paul.
1: Let's hope he doesn't. Well, it (laughs) just depends on the questions you ask me.
0: (laughs) Hi, dad, if you're listening. Okay. Uh, No more distracting, mom. No more. Oh, am I deflecting? Is that what Uh, we're doing? uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay.
1: So I am first and foremost a mom, really. Um, the that's the best thing I've ever done is my two kids having my two kids, the most rewarding, the most fulfilling. Um, Rachel and Matthew. Uh the I'm just so damn fucking proud of you both. I just burst. And I could talk about you guys all day. <laughs> no, <Nah, let's laughs> okay. Not do I have that. to talk about myself. So yeah. I just turned 63. I'm just gonna put it out there. Yes. And I am just learning who I am. <laughs> I'm just figuring yeah. out who I want to be when I grow up. And um, I spent, I, I when I got married to your dad, I didn't really have an established career. Mm-hmm. And so. Or sense of self fully. Or a huge sense of self, right? Yeah. I mean, I I knew enough about myself. but I mean, we can go into all that if you want to, but uh, I'll, to try to make a succinct intro just to <laughs> kick off. Uh 63 years old. I am divorced and single and, and ready rounds. to mingle. Ready. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about that another time. <laughs> Her DMs well, are
0: open, people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes. What is the term? Just yeah. slide into my DM. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. <laughs> um, so yeah. So I started a podcast. I started a podcast. Uh, uh, six months ago and thought about it for about two years. And it only started because my kids finally got me a microphone and said, here you go, mom, let's do this. Um, and it's called Loving Later Life. And I think, you know, necessity is the mother of invention. So mm-hmm. I think I'm doing it just as much for me as I am. It's for women, 50, 60 plus, 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 um, to feel heard, to feel connected, to feel understood, to feel seen. Um And we talk about all kinds of topics, the funny, the not-so-funny, the inspiring. Um, I share my stories, and I also talk with experts about different things that um, relate, actually not just to women 50, 60-plus, a lot of human stuff. Yeah. But mostly, you know, it's geared toward with the the bent for women of that age. And um, I also talk to women who aren't experts because I feel sharing our stories is so important. We yeah. learn so much from each other. We feel less alone. We feel more connected. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, it's been so much fun.
0: And here Yay. I am with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, and one one thing that you left out that I do want to add in is that you, a, a while ago, became a certified life coach, like many, many, many years ago
1: that is true i did i did i did that you know it's funny but when i was about 20 i wanted to become a therapist mm-hmm. and now i have a daughter who's a therapist which is awesome um but i didn't at the time and so being a life coach fills that for me fills mm-hmm. that um passion yeah. to help people and work with people. And I also, you know, I found that you discover a lot of things, passions and and abilities and talents along the way that you never knew you had. Like I always grew up, I grew up acting and singing. I always wanted to be on stage or in front of a camera or a microphone. Um, but I started writing after Dad and I divorced and I never knew I could write. And then I became a published writer. So it's been very fun and, that's yeah. one of my passions is to encourage women of a certain age that <laughs> it's not too late. Yeah. You don't ever say, no, I'm too old for that. That's not fucking true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think that sometimes even with people in in my age range, so, you know, 30s, will still say that. Like, I hear that from my peers. Like, oh, I'm I'm too old to... Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, if, if if we're too old at 34, 35, 36, 37, like, it must right. feel very hard to have society kind of give you this messaging that you do hit a certain age and you are, quote-unquote, too old for things.
1: Oh, it's just infuriating. And I still battle with it. I still think of things that I could want to try or want to do, and then there's that voice in my head going... Uh, your runway is a little bit too short for that, Nancy. Mm. So, you know, um, yeah. And society infuriates me. I just, oh God.
0: Mm. Say, will you say more about that?
1: Yes, it's it. They we get this message that aging is a bad thing. That you want to, God, what did I just hear the other day? If you use this cream, you will, you know, get rid of all. Oh, it was your all your emotion lines. Something like that. And I was like, are you kidding me? So we don't want oh our my to show emotion. Okay, because we look better if we don't have lines from smiling or wincing or crying. I, I just, Ugh. it I, I turned it off. It yeah. just makes me
0: so upset. Well, yeah. and everything, I'm wondering how that feels for you because like everything is anti-aging. Yep. right. Like that's the phrase that gets used, whether it is cream, yes. makeup, um surgeries, whatever. It's all anti aging. It's not yay, aging, and we want you to feel good in your body. It's like we want to try to stop it because right. it's inherently bad or we oh, want our like, enemy, re- yeah. So like, what is that? what ha- what why? Why do you
1: think that is? Uh, there's a focus on youth in our society, that being, looking younger is better, being younger is better. Um, and it's just, and I, I don't, I don't know why, and I think this may not be fair to say, but I think it's less bad for men to age than for women, Mm. um, you don't see a lot of commercials showing men wanting to look younger. Now, I know a lot of men do Botox and get plastic surgery. It's not that it doesn't happen. But all the commercials are women with their crepey arms or their, you know, sagging
0: necks. Which and... also must feel very confusing for those who are non-binary or trans mm-hmm. to not see any representation on it in in an aging way of like, what, what am I supposed to expect? What am I supposed to look like? Right? Like it's, it's not just women. It's like cis women. It's cisgender women. Good,
1: very good point. And thank you for that generational input. Yes.
0: Totally. And, and yes. frankly, they're normally, they're typically in these commercials that you're talking about, they're typically white cisgender women. 100%. Like, oh, yeah. White it's, and gray haired. <laughs> right, right. And it's like, what about it? it, it it's just, yeah, it's not even inclusive yeah. in, in its shitty messaging. It's not even inclusive. Like we're not, not even inclusive. So, okay. Can you, the, the term, like the phrase loving later life, mm. what does that mean to you? Well, you know, I went over and
1: over. I don't know if you remember different names. What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Um, And I came, I wanted something not too, um, you know, positive, sick positive, right? Like toxic positivity. Like toxic positivity, I was going to say, yeah. Um, But I, I think it's so important that we love later life, even with the crap that comes with it. And and it's not just talking about ooh, just love being old. There's no problems here, you know. There are problems. There are challenges. And yeah, I was just about still, to say it sounds
0: like the and and
1: big capital A and D and we can still love our life in later life with all the crap and all so the what shit. is
0: what does it mean to
1: you to love later life? I'm that's a work in progress
0: (laughs) (laughs) well we can have the work in progress answer you can come back on in six months and update right the
1: work in progress answer to loving later life is to hmm,
2: is to start thinking more about what I can
1: do versus Mm. what I can't do And to try new things, even while I'm afraid, that I can be fearful and um, do it anyway. Mm -hmm. And to have new experiences and to allow them to happen and to let go. You know, I tell that story in my very first episode of Loving Later Life. Will you share it to Disneyland? Yes. So, Rachel and Matthew. Kind of made my me go on this ride, yeah. My son, her brother, and it was used to be the Hollywood House of Terror. Now it's uh, gu- get Guardians of the Galaxy, right?
0: Yeah, it's a escape from. It's like the for those of you who are Marvel people, it's um the Guardians of the Galaxy prison escape. So it's set up to where you and you know Rocket the Raccoon and like Chris Pratt and Zoe Zaldana, all those guys. You like escape through prison. Um, or the jail that they're in and it's on the, on a very similar track as tower of terror. So it's like a box that not just falls down straight, but is actually pulled down. So you, you go zero gravity, like you're, you're buckled in, but your butt. If you're not holding on, your butt kind of like lifts from the seat. Um, So it's a very, very intense ride. And my mom does not like roller coasters. And while this is not a roller coaster, it is by far a stomach twirl inducing, scary ride. So. Yes, you don't know yeah. how when you're going to go up real quickly and Correct. you don't know when you're going to go down. Oh, that's the other part is it pulls you back up really yes. fast, which then you get like another tummy thing from going it's, up, which is it's a awful. wild sensation. No, it's wonderful. It's so fun. No, it's awful.
1: <laughs> so anyway, so that was one of the things. It's like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. So we go in there and you sit in a row, um, you know, several people, and, and they put the bar down in front of you. So I'm grabbing out of the bar, like literally white knuckling it. And we're going fast up and fast down, and my eyes are closed, and I'm holding on super tight. And the kids are like, "Mom, let go!" I'm like, you're fucking kidding me! I'm not gonna <laughs> let go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> so just let go. You'll enjoy it more. So I was like, "Okay, Nancy, if you're here, you got to try it. You got to do it." So I slowly released my fingers from the bar. And honest to goodness, Rachel, I'm gonna cry again. <laughs> I
2: the release of mm-hmm. the fear. It was
1: so freeing and tears literally started coming down my cheeks. And I thought in that moment, then it became almost slow motion to me. It was so weird. It was like, oh, I'm floating. Oh, this is a new life metaphor. I don't have to hold on so tightly. I can let go and I can enjoy and be afraid all at the same time. And I got tears in my eyes right now just reliving Mm -hmm. it. So that's a good reminder, right? We hold on so tight to our fear, to our outcome, to what's going to happen. And the best stuff happens when you let go and let it happen.
0: And it's a false perception of security, right? Like you're at fucking Disneyland. So you're on like the safest ride in existence, you know, like nothing. It, it, there's very rarely actual physical right. This harm. isn't a local carnival in the A yes, lot of pennies. Yeah, turning upside <laughs> down. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and but the perception of if I hold on to this bar, I'm more safe. If I if I hold on, if I grab as tightly as I can I won't lose something. I won't lose my partner. I won't lose my lunch I just ate. I won't lose whatever right. the thing is we're so afraid of losing, even if that is just simply control. Right. We think that we have more when we're doing that. And I I love this story so much because it's I've ridden this ride enough times to know that it's actually, it's literally the opposite. Like take the metaphor out of it, mm-hmm. right? And actually feels worse in your body to hold on that tight on this ride. Like physically it like kind of hurts your back. It like your, your stomach Mm -hmm. doesn't really know what to do. Your, your legs get really tense because you're like holding on and then your shoulders lock and it's really uncomfortable. And when you let go, you, you just kind of float. Like you were, you literally float. Yeah. And it just allows this experience to happen. So for those of you who know, I have this tattoo on my um my left inner forearm. It's in my mom's writing, handwriting, and it literally says let go, exhale. And I can't tell you how often I look down at mm. this tattoo and imagine my mom on this ride like if she can do that mm. and not only go on but actually let go actually let go right because getting on the right is step one well getting right. in line is step one getting into the box <laughs> step two and letting go is actually during it right you can't you can't let go while you're in line you yeah. can't mm-hmm. let go like mm-hmm. any anticipations building and and this analogy and metaphor whatever we want to call it can be applied to so many different things a hundred percent the Honey Pot is more than the products in your bathroom cabinet. It's embracing that time of the month. It's staying balanced through the ups and downs, good sex and bad sex. It's exploring, it's learning, it's plant derived, powered by herbs and science the first complete personal care system to get you what you need when you need it. Check out The Honey Pot at Target, Walmart, Walgreens, and on thehoneypot.co. You can enter code RACHEL20, that's rachel E L two zero for 20% off your first Honey Pot order on thehoneypot.co. What do you think is something that um, you've seen or... What is something that people try to hold on to too tightly in later life?
2: Hmm. Their comfort level. Um, How
1: so? Well, I see it in a lot of ways, um, and it really infuriates me, and I think that's one reason why I'm doing this. Hmm. I see a lot of women who are stuck in relationships where
2: they're not happy, where they're not treated well, where they're bullied. Mm. where they're controlled, Mm. and
1: they feel stuck. And they feel, well, at this age, I can't change it. He holds all the money, usually about money. Mm. "Um, What would I do? Where would I go? I can't be alone. It's too late to do anything about it. Um, That, (laughs) that's a big one. That is a big one. Yeah. And some of us who are still working, same thing with jobs, or mm. careers, feeling stuck because this is the only way they can make money at this age. Also, then we get into the ageism in part: who's going to hire me if I if I quit and try to do something else? Right? Yeah. So it, it's that feeling of being stuck.
0: That it's makes it me sounds so like sad. too. Yeah, it sounds like there's this balance as with many things. Between the reality of something and then our own perceived, uh, mm-hmm. uh ba- like limits, because there is ageism, right? Mm-hmm. Just like there is sexism, there is racism, there mm-hmm. is, uh, transphobia, there is, you know, th- there's all of these horrible hatred, um, discrimination based shitty isms and phobics and, um, you know, whether it's homophobia and like not hiring someone because they present as gay, which is still something I will never understand, how a sexual orientation has a presentation. I just, anyway, that's a whole yeah. other discussion. Um, yes. So there are these real things, right? Like ageism is real. That is a real thing that happens. Yep. And so I can imagine that it can be hard to then internally figure out what is what is actually a realistic barrier right? Mm-hmm. Like if I mm-hmm. were to quit my job and go apply to 55 jobs, right. what is the realistic percentage that someone would hire me after age mm-hmm. 60? Um, And what is my perceived limiting belief on myself?
1: Absolutely. And what are we taught to think about ourselves? What are, what have we grown up believing about ourselves? Yeah. Again, the stories we tell ourselves are the most important <laughs> the stories that we should look at, and oftentimes it they're not true. they're just not true. And this is something I'm dealing with real time, guys, real time um, and
0: it, yeah, Amber's been on this podcast if you want to uh i'm I'm guessing that that's who you're working yeah with this yeah. on. yeah, I just will you share with, a little bit about that?
1: Sure. I just started working with Amber, and um it's 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 so complicated. It's <laughs> been great. I mean, between therapy and amber, um, you know, <laughs> it's just been awesome. It's just what we believe that we tell ourselves and what we've been told, and how it holds us back. And, you know, now too, there are so many new and other opportunities that weren't there before, mm. like starting a podcast, like coaching, like having events for women. Uh, there are so many possibilities that just didn't exist when I was your age. There wasn't that possibility. Yeah.
0: So, um, so if, if those of you are wondering who we're talking about, uh amber lilliestrom is a dear friend of mine um she is also a brilliant business coach um, who does so much more than business coaching in yes. her scope of work uh nice but mindset yeah and and ultimately that is business coaching right like we yep. Yeah. Um but she is episode 2 of this podcast. The episode title is a conversation about making peace with your past. Um so if you're curious about learning more about Amber, I encourage you to go check out that episode. Yes. Um yeah, our limiting beliefs are fucking terrible. Terrible, terrible. And and just becoming aware
1: of them is the first step yeah. because it's so it becomes your norm. It becomes, you know, just your natural train of thought that you don't even realize is a limiting belief at first. And conquering those is essential to moving forward. And it doesn't happen overnight. And I'm not typically so patient with myself. (laughs) (laughs) I've become really patient with others, like beyond.
2: If
0: I could just extend it to myself, it'd be lovely. Yeah. So, well, let me ask you, how are you doing that? Because, like, starting a podcast, building a website, you know, you've done Mm -hmm. a lot of things, Recently, specifically in the more recent yes. chunk of time yes. that takes patience, like yep. a lot of patience. So if someone's listening to this, whether they're, you know, 16, 26, 66 or 86, right. what what would you give as, uh, we'll just say advice around giving yourself patience and grace?
1: Well, I think when you're driven towards something when you really it's that knowing inside of you that you want this right now like Who the knows? why the what like the why I was going to say like your why or even if you don't have words for your why but it is a feeling that this is what you want to do right mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. you just you just do it and um I just I really what I've learned is a couple things number 1 is to be present and it sounds so cliche now because be in the moment is used <laughs> like you know have a good day but
0: <laughs> it's so hard though it's, it's so hard i don't know being present seems a lot harder than having a good day honestly I, I
1: know i know so literally sometimes i'll just sit there and and the other thing is to breathe again it's so cliche but those two things are like the foundation Sometimes I'll just sit there, and with each breath, literally, my shoulders drop. Like when I don't mm-hmm. think they can drop any further, they drop. <laughs> and so being present, breathing and taking another step, taking that because then that prepares you to be able to take the next best step for you mm-hmm. without overthinking. It's not, "Well, what should I do next? Well, what if I do this? Well, what if I do that? It's just just be. And then feel what is the next best step. Don't worry about the step after that. Just what's the next best step? Because each next best step moves you forward. And be prepared to pivot. It's not linear. That's the other thing. Nothing. You know, I grew up with you you graduate high school, you go to college, and you put together a resume and then you get a job and it's then you get your 401k it's the
0: escalator it's it's, it's i talk a lot about the relationship escalator yes. it's like the life escalator
1: 100% and i was on it holding on to those handrails and um you know and you know it's interesting when i was a kid i had trouble getting on an escalator going down <laughs> i was afraid to take that step cuz those steps were moving so i wonder hmm,
0: let's look at that let's should we analyze that <laughs> oh. The steps were moving.
1: I wasn't sure where to go.
0: Yeah, and you wanted to get it right. And I wanted to get it right. Or or, or I might trip and fall. Right. And Mm. then what happens? And then what happens? And you could hurt yourself. Oh, no. And then you get back up. Right. And you do it even better the next time. Right. I think that that's... Oh, go ahead.
1: (laughs) No, I was just going to say, adding on to that, I think one thing I've also found is our fear of getting lost. And yet, I I stand by the best way to find out where you're going or how to go is to get lost. And just get, go get lost.
0: (laughs) Right. Well, if you use a a, a practical example of that is like, if you move to a new area and you use uh, Waze or Google Maps every single time you're going somewhere, you're never, I won't say never. Often you will not get to the point of not using that as right. as a as a vehicle or a crutch to get somewhere. If you just like the subway system is a great example of mm. this. Like if you just kind of like, okay, the first few times I'm gonna use my my app. Okay, yes. now I'm gonna try, I'm gonna leave my apartment an hour early <laughs> so that if I get on the wrong train, it's okay. Yes. And I'm just I'm gonna try to get to my destination based on what I know about the trains. What's the worst case scenario? You get lost and have to ask right. someone or you get lost and you use the freaking app on your phone that you have. But exactly. if you don't give yourself that chance, you're, you're not going to ever know that you can do it. That's right. And then again, we're back
1: to the metaphor, right? Get lost. Let go of the bar. Yeah. And just see where you end up. Why not? Yeah. Life's so an adventure. Let it be an adventure. And I'm going to yeah. listen to this myself. Yeah,
0: I was going to <laughs> say, can you play this back for you after it's published? <laughs> can I walk the walk as I get lost? Yes. <laughs> no, but it's true. I mean, and look, we all... Uh, uh, part of what, you know, I I haven't talked about this uh, publicly, so I'm not going to right now, um, but there was a, a lowercase T trauma in my um younger years where a lot of my personal information was known by people who I didn't want to know and i think that a way that i have reclaimed that trauma is sharing so much of my life publicly and knowing that like it's not going to be someone else that shares like i'm going to share it And I'm going to be proud of all of it. I'm going to be proud of the, the, the fall downs. I'm going to be proud of the pivots. I'm going to be proud that I stepped on the escalator thing, you know, and, and it's okay to fall and it's okay to fall publicly. Like it's okay to fall inside your house. It's okay to fall at the mall. It's okay to fall in the woods. Like, wherever you are, it's okay. And we're human and we all fall. And the less we talk about that, the more alone we feel when we do fall. That's exactly exactly right. And it is okay to fall.
1: And it's hard. Yes. It's really hard. One of my first biggest published articles in a very big online magazine. Oh, my God. I remember this. I, it brought me to tears. I was on the floor, almost in a fetal position, crying because of the, um. what do you call them? The comments. The the comments. No, but the people that do those comments. Oh, They're trolls. Trolls. Thank you. The trolls. They were so mean and so nasty and calling me the C word, the B word. Oh, my word. God. You name it. And I stopped writing for a while after that Hmm. because I was not prepared. And they were telling me, oh, the magazine people, oh, this is good. This is good. It's engagement. It's engagement. (laughs) You struck a nerve. I'm like, fuck that. (laughs) They struck my nerve. So that was really hard, right? Yeah. And so now I'm at a different place. It's not that it doesn't sting. You've right. Experienced it. Yeah, just but, recently. You know, what's the um the line in Hamilton if you don't stand
0: for if what you, if yeah, if you stand for nothing but what what, what do you what fall for? You fall for. Yeah. 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 So No, it's true. And I yeah, like you said, I, I have experienced this recently. You know, I um as we're recording this, we're just like a few days out or a week or so. I, I don't even know of time right now. Yeah. We're some amount of days, not more than 20, um, since I announced about uh Kyle and what's going on there. And mm-hmm. you know, it's amazing what people will say uh when they can do it anonymously. Um yeah, they're chicken shits. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. It's okay. Um, I yeah, and I I think that like it's just I don't know. The whole point being like shit happens, and people can be mean, and we can fail, and we can fall, and it can hurt, and we can hurt ourselves, and other people can hurt us, and yet most of us have survived all of our worst days.
2: That's right, and you know what? There are the t- um,
1: the top regrets of the dying. One mm-hmm. is living a life that others expected them to live instead of living a life that they wanted to live.
0: So, shoulds like living by
1: shoulds, right? Living by shoulds, and the other was um, not um, regretting not
2: what they did do, but what they did not do. So.
1: I'm, you know, that's yeah. what's, uh, honestly, my deathbed is sometimes my biggest motivator to be totally morbid, No, I, really, yeah. I don't want to, and I see a lot of seniors passing away, and it, it's in my face a lot, and it makes me realize, what the fuck are you afraid of? Like, when you're on that deathbed, mm. are you going to say, why was I afraid to do that and worry about what somebody else thought? And right. now I'm leaving this earth. Right. Why didn't I do that? That's not right. going to be like, me.
0: Like, oh, I was so afraid of what my cousin would say or what this stranger on Instagram will say or even yeah. what a close friend would say. Or, right, or a
1: family member. Yeah. A close family member. You can't, everybody's got to live their own path and their own truth. And I think more and more people are coming aware of that. The older generation is a little slower. Mm -hmm. um, And um, I'm here to help motivate us in later
0: life to do that. I love that. Well, this is a perfect place to wrap. Mom, is there anything that you want to leave everybody listening with? Aside that I'm so damn proud of my daughter.
2: (laughs) Okay. Uh, Sorry. (laughs) Sorry.
1: I, I did not pay her to say this. No, but I am, and that is, honest Ugh. to God, the first thing that came to my mind. I'm so proud of you, and I'm so proud of my son. Um, that's what I want to leave you with. But also, just, um, hmm. well, I'll, you know, it's the way I sign up, all, sign off all my podcasts. Live passionately, live vulnerably, and keep loving later life. Beautiful. Yeah.
0: So, friends, please pass this along to your parents, your grandparents, your friends' parents, your aunt, your uncle, you know, anybody really over the age of 50, you know, 50 plus. Um, well, and really if anybody. Are,
1: if you really are younger, these
0: are life lessons to, you know. Yeah, really, before
1: you get to my age, be aware yeah. of this.
0: <laughs> Honestly, that's one of the reasons I love listening to the podcast, is because. I get to hear things that a lot of it, much of it, in fact, probably most of it is completely adaptable to any age, like really, truly. And then the few things that aren't like specific financial advice, specific Mm -hmm. medical talk, um, even those things, I'm like, oh, this is something that I can like bank for later and get insight into uh, a positive focus on aging and not this like negative anti-aging bullshit that we were talking about. Right, And you know,
1: it's really funny. I just have to add, yeah, this is timely, the synchronicity of this. So just last week I recorded a podcast interviewing my mom, <laughs> your grandma, and that's going to drop this Monday. Oh my uh, God. Amazing. I'll, now, I'll share
0: that. Cause when this goes great, live, that will have already been published. Already happened, so I'll right. share it. Yeah.
1: And so within one week, I interviewed my mom and you have me on your podcast and from generation to generation.
0: Totally. I love it. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, honey. It was my pleasure. I will link all of the info to uh, the podcast, her Instagram, everything uh, in the show notes. But if you just simply search Loving Later Life Podcast on Google or in your podcast app, you will find my mom's beautiful face on mm-hmm. the podcast art. Um, thank you, Mom. I love you so much. And to everyone listening, thank you for being you and being here and for being lovely. And if you are the asshole that sent in those mean messages, thank you for that too. Because you are just helping me to continue to grow thicker and thicker skin and be more sure of who I am. So I hope you all have a wonderful day. And... We'll talk soon. See you in, next week. That's all for today. You sexy folks. What questions came to mind as you were listening? Continue the conversation with me over on Instagram at the right underscore Rachel. And don't forget, please leave a rating and a review so that we can continue erasing shame and stigma together.